switch sides. Yeah. For, uh, for no apparent reason. No apparent reason. It's Wednesday. <laughs> uh, it is the... Uh, what day December. Is it? it is December the 13th, 13th. Uh, 2017. This is episode 102. We're big 102 today. And uh, the Media Mode Podcast is your source for news about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. Now, this is a big one. Uh, this is not only a show that edges oh so closely to the holidays. We're getting oh so closer to Christmas and all of the assorted yes. other things that happen at the end of December. Holiday stuff. Happy Hanukkah Holiday to our stuff. Jewish viewers. Um, but not only that, but a different kind of holiday. A nerd holiday, if you will. Star, Star Wars. Wars is this weekend, guys. Yeah. It's happening. Episode it is finally eight. here. Episode 8, yes. The Last Jedi, Yes, is going to be a thing. And by the time we record again, you will have seen it. I will have seen it not once, but twice. And but three the world times. will have seen it. So yeah. uh, we'll be able to talk about what that thing is. But well, until then. Yeah, well, we'll give our predictions on that later. But yeah. first, uh, I'm Mike. He's Matt. Indeed. And, and let's get rolling right We into always this start off news. with the box office. We sure do. And this week was um, a slow week, as we predicted. Uh, the, new, yep. uh, the new stuff in theaters were not big enough to make a dent. So you saw another Coco, number one. It's third in That's a row. Three peak for Coco. Made eighteen million dollars. It's a thirty-three percent drop. Uh, it's one thirty-five uh, uh, domestic. Yep. It's not bad. It's not bad. Justice League came in in second place with nine million. Yep. Easily kind of rest of the top five here. Yeah, yeah. Forty-two uh, percent drop. Two twelve. Yeah. Across so the top five week. didn't change. Yeah. Well, top three didn't. Well, no, change. it did. Top three didn't change. Uh, the the top five did though. Uh, Wonder was still your number three. Yes, surprisingly, um, it hit a hundred million dollars. Yeah, it sure did. Uh, Eight million dollars this week makes it one hundred million. Yeah, congratulations, uh, uh, everyone working on Wonder. I bet they didn't expect that. Uh, you know uh, what was? Uh, what do you think was Owen Wilson's reaction? Wow! 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 And number four debuting at number four is a movie that you saw. The Disaster Artist, starring yeah. James Franco. That is your number four movie with $6.3 million. Yep. And rounding out your top five. And rounding out your top five before you start talking about the movies you've seen. Yes. Thor Ragnarok, holding on, $6.2 million more. It's holding uh, on. It breaks 300 uh, domestic uh, with this. and uh, I yeah. think it's at, it's it's creeping up on eight, I think. it's No, worldwide? It's yeah. past eight. Worldwide? It's 830 30 okay. It's, uh, yeah, it, it may get to nine. It may crawl tonight. It may crawl tonight. It's not a billion dollar movie, but that being said, only like four Marvel movies have hit the billion? Yeah. Three, so, no, three. So do you want to talk about new releases for this weekend, or do you want to just go talk about the Disaster well, Artist? Let's get the new releases, that way yeah. we can get right into Disaster Artist too. Okay, the new releases this weekend is uh, Ferdinand. Your yeah, animated two. bull movie. Yep, two movies coming out this weekend. Something for the children. And also, a uh, little movie. I don't know if you heard about something about with uh, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's in this. Uh, Daisy Ridley. She's like that British actress. She's, she's relatively... Yes, John Boyega's in it. John Boyega, yeah. Uh, hot off of... Yes. Who's starring roles. It's Star Wars. Uh, Star story. Wars, the last... He's uh, also in The Circle. Yes. Also, both those came out this year. <laughs> yes, that's true. I saw both of those this year. Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah. By the way, I, my list for this year, yeah. I'm, I'm going to reach, if 
by the end of the year, 52 movies that I've seen. A movie a week. Which roughly translates to a movie a it's week. It's funny because I did my long list for albums. Yeah. I nearly had 52 albums, too. You know, there's still a couple more <laughs> albums to come out, so you could still hit it. Uh, not for me. Anyways. <laughs> okay, so that's your next weekend. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, so Ferdinand or Star Wars. Yeah. Obviously, the winner here is going to be Star Wars. The yeah, question Star Wars is, is your number one movie. How much? Oh, uh, God. We need to do the numbers game. Yep, we got to do a numbers game. Here. Well... How much was Rogue One last year? Because I say bigger than that. The all-time is Avengers with 250. All-time? Yeah. Uh, I read somewhere 250, so that seems high. I don't know. That seems, 250 seems high to me. It seems high, but it's Star Wars. But it's Star Wars. And I feel like there's a unique uh, momentum that's happening And the here. fact that when I went to go get tickets, I had to reserve them. One, I had to reserve them. Yeah. Two, the only available time that worked for me uh, and the doctor was Sunday night at 6 p.m. Right. So if pre-sale is any indication, people are going to see this movie in droves. There's a 4 a.m. showing at the IMAX theater here. Half those seats are sold. Yeah. If that's any indication, which means that the the 6 p.m., 7 p.m. showing, the 10 p.m. showing, and the 1 a.m. showing yeah. are all sold, or if not, all sold out. Okay, how about let's do this. 200? I'm going to go over 200. Okay, okay let's go 225 then. 225? Yeah, that's... Why don't we just round up to 230? All right. So two thirty over under. Uh, I'll, I'll go gutsy here. I'm gonna go over two thirty. Okay, I'm okay with taking the under here because even if it breaks two hundred, that's still ridiculously good. Oh yeah. And so yeah, it's it's gonna be a good debut no matter what. Uh, it's got one thing going for it. Uh, that is that this is the end of most colleges finals week. So <laughs> college kids, college kids, go see Star Wars. Are gonna go see Star Wars this weekend. Well, there you go. Yes. All right. Okay. So with that, two movies that you saw, you saw some movies. Oh yeah, uh, I saw three movies. Uh, let's talk about first because it's in our top five. The Disaster Artist. Okay, The Disaster Artist. So, so how do you feel about The Disaster Artist? It was it a disaster? Funny enough, this was quite the masterpiece of a <laughs> disaster artist. Well done. Yes. Um, I was going to go with a beautiful disaster. Beautiful disaster. disaster. That other 311 song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you that don't know, Disaster Artist is based off a book, which is the making of a movie called The Room. Yeah. From what I could gather on the internet is that when they did test audiences for this, most people couldn't believe that that film existed. Yeah. Thus, they couldn't believe that the film was a true story. Now, I have not seen The Room. Have you seen The Room? I have not seen The Room in its entirety. Okay. I have seen parts of The I've Room. I've seen scenes from The Room. Yes. And they seem pretty bad. Oh, yes. There's a reason that movie has a rep. Yes. There's a reason that this movie has midnight screenings. Yeah. It's just All so right. people can watch it and make fun of it. 
Right, a la um, Rocky, Rocky Horror. Horror Picture Show. Except Rocky Horror, they're not really making fun of it. They're more like having fun with it. Yes. This is different. This is basically, you know it's bad. Yes. You're going because it's bad. Right. There's a cult following around this thing. Yes. Um, so, so much so that the director, um, James Franco, plays Tommy Wiseau, shows up at these events. Yeah. And basically is, as far as I can tell... Currently in on the joke, whereas before he wasn't. Right, yeah. It seems like at some point he got on board when he realized it was another way he could make money. I think when he, <laughs> I think exactly when it started bringing in a profit for right. him, he's like, well, they're seeing my movie. Yeah. That's good. I don't People care know if they who hate I am. anymore because, yeah, I yeah. got what I wanted. Yeah, is, is that he got the name recognition that he wanted and he got the money that he wanted from it. Okay, but enough about The Real what, the Room. Yes. Let's talk about the movie about the making of The Room. Yes. Okay, so this movie stars Duo Brothers, James Franco, right. and Dave Franco. Although, watching the movie, you would never tell they were brothers. <laughs> because James Franco does such a great job as Tommy Wiseau that I, at several times, I completely forgot that I was watching James Franco. Yeah. I completely forgot that they were brothers on the same, on the, on the same screen. Yeah. Which is great. Because I understand he was doing, um, yeah, some face makeup on to really... Kind of yes. hit home that he is the director of the movie. Right. Yes, that, yes, that he's uh, Tommy. He's I also read that he, uh, that James Franco, the entirety of filming this film, was in character. I would believe it. Yeah, he was apparently in character as as the director, uh, even uh, when the, they were Do you shooting. have trouble saying his name? Yes. I'm not <laughs> sure how to pronounce his last name. It's just Tommy. Tommy. No, his last name. Why so? Why so? Why so? Why so? Because that's the thing. Is I didn't know. Just say Tommy then. Mister Director. Mister uh, Director. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mister is that character on uh, uh, the Animaniacs. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, yes. Uh, this is definitely <laughs> a great movie. It's actually a great companion piece yeah. to get people to see the room, which is ironic in its own way. Yeah. That's James Franco in it. Um. You give him a best actor nom. Like already? Yes. Oh. I don't know if he'll win. No. Okay. Uh hard pressed to get him winning, but definitely give him the nomination because uh at the very end they do apparently they shot about twenty minutes of footage of recreating the room. Like the film within the film. Yeah. So at the very end they do side by side comparison and it's uncanny how accurate it is. Okay. But also like how disastrous the film actually is. This brings up an actually interesting existential question about acting. Is it good acting to pretend to be acting badly? Well, it's the thing, though, <laughs> is that throughout the movie, they don't... They're not acting badly. No, I know. They're actually trying. But I'm just saying... And that's actually one of the core elements of this film, is, trying to, is achieving your goals no matter what people say. Yeah, sure. And it's repeated throughout the film that... I don't care what they say. Like I'm going to make the movie the way I want. You don't know what you're talking about. This is the way. This is my vision. I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. And you know, not, not caring what people think, or what they say, in order to achieve your dream, which is a good, uh, it's a good lesson. It's a good metaphor. That being said, um, it executes that greatly, and it never wavers from that core belief because that core belief. Uh, drives the entire film and it makes you actually rooting for them, uh, which is great because they could have totally destroyed this movie 
uh, making it just a straight, like, parody of just, like, making jokes about everything. But the fact that they kept this thing as serious as possible really sells the movie. Right. Um, yeah. If anything, see it for James Franco's performance. Okay. And also, uh, if you had to watch The Room, I would watch The Disaster Artist first and then watch The Room. But if you're going to watch it, watch it with people. Don't watch it by yourself. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. That's yeah, a very sad night. Yeah, that's one. That's very sad. I too, you'll probably turn it off for yourself within like the first five minutes. Nah, like, I can't see this. I, I, I literally can't sit through this. Why? But yeah, definitely watch it with people. Should we have Mark and Nicole over and look and just the four of us watch the room? Uh, is yes. This a thing that should happen. This is something that should happen. This is a thing that should happen. I feel like they'd be on board. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mark loves terrible movies. Yeah. This is right up his alley. And Nicole can riff. Oh yeah. She's really good. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, what else did you see? Uh, so... Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Well, on our patented media book scale, this is definitely a see it. Oh, this, this is see it, yes. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's not going to be your typical James Franco, Seth Rogen film, but it is still a see it film. Um, you will still laugh, you still have a good time. Do you think this is their, um, this is the, 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 the Seth Rogen pen the thing that finally gets like breaks to the the side of like this isn't just for stoners and comedy nerds yeah. anymore you think this is it yeah i think so this is him writing this is him writing a great script by understanding the material yeah and also hollywood loves movies about hollywood yeah and this, this story is so ridiculous that hollywood that if you try to pitch it without it being a true story it sounds so ridiculous that yeah. no one would believe that's real. Now that you've but it is. seen it, though, when we were talking about last week, how mm-hmm. the fact that it is so much a comedy, now that you've seen it, is that true, and does that potentially ruin its chances? No, because the comedy doesn't come from them making jokes. It comes from situational awareness okay. of other people saying, like, well, that doesn't make sense. But that's what happened, and that's why it's funny, or that's why, like, it's they're just, not in on it. It's such a tricky line to walk. It is a tricky line to walk. And I, but they walk I'm, it so I'm well. Worried, I'm just worried that Oscar voters still still see that thing. Oh, Seth Rogen's in this. It's comedy. Well, so he's not. He's not. He's not one of the stars, though. He's not one of the stars, but he's no. in. It. Yeah, he's in it. Like, and he's doing promotion as a for part. it. He's definitely doing promos for it. Put it this way: this is a. As much as this is a James Franco movie, the movie starts with and follows Dave Franco for most of the film. Okay. That's actually kind of a surprise. I was not expecting that. Yeah. Also, Dave Franco gets top billing. Okay. Although, I think that might be because alphabetical order, Dave above Frank. Yeah, that, that actually <laughs> might be the case. Or, or, or Dave above um, James. So, that might also be why. But yeah, Dave yeah. Franco gets top billing on this. And he probably should. I mean, the film does is opens with him and follows him and James Franco throughout the film. Um, that being said, though, I could totally tell that was Dave Franco most of the time. Uh, but James Franco, um, like, lost himself in that role, and he needed to in order to like sell it. Yeah, and he sells that thing beautifully. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, let's move on. Yeah, uh, moving on. So go see that. Uh, what else did you see? Uh, I also saw the critically acclaimed movie, um, Speak My Name, what's it called? 
Uh, I don't have it on here. Yeah, yeah, you did. Do I? At the bottom of the uh, box. Uh, call me by your name. Yes, that's what it is. Call me by your name. Um, I'll tell you all straight up right now. This is a art house film for art house effect. <laughs> if you thought Moonlight was an art house film, this thing is super art house. It does not belong anywhere near major cinema plexes. Major cinema plexes. Major cinema plexes. Uh, hey dudes, sweet sweater. Random question: Do the figures for the movies make per week account for the fact that a movie passes ten bucks a month? Uh, does not. No. Does not because that's ticket sales. So yeah, basically a a theater that would take account of everything they sold during the day and report that back right. to headquarters. Yes. Um, so. Depending on how you use the movie pass, they may actually count it. Because if you got a ticket out of the machine, well, they the can movie, see that you got a ticket out of the machine. Well, because the way movie pass works is that it will credit you the amount of the ticket. Yeah. So you're so basically, you're basically still buying. Yeah, so you're still buying the so ticket. Hundred percent. I think actually, instead, it actually does count. Yes. Hundred percent as a ticket. Right. So yes, it does in a way factor in movie pass people. Yes, I know that because. Um, like when I went to do one, uh, it said, "Oh, you still owe like eighty-eight cents." Oh, because like it was like sixteen dollars plus. They didn't give you enough, and they only charged me for sixteen dollars. So uh, like, you still owe eighty-eight cents. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyways, so, anyways, so call me by your name. So call me by your name. You thought this was really arty, but what it's, is it? Like, what is this movie? It's set in nineteen eighty-two. Okay. Um, specifically Italy. Okay. Nineteen eighty-two. Uh, Army Hammer, yes. That Army, Army Hammer. Hammer. Where's he been? Exactly. Good to see him. Um, that Army Hammer uh, ha- visits a family because he's a because the dad's an, an art instructor and he's like his pupil. But then Army Hammer decides to sleep with the pupil's or the instructor's son. Because the son is 16, 17 years old. Okay. 18 years old, baby. Uh-huh. And he's going through that, like, sexual identity of who am I. Yeah. So, not only does the kid sleep with the hot girl, the hot Italian girl, but he also sleeps with Army Hammer. And there's a lot, I saw a lot more of Army Hammer than I would ever want to see in a lifetime. <laughs> Army Hammer's a good looking dude. Is he? <laughs> I thought so. Maybe in the face, but his body's just all weirdly shaped. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I don't think I've ever seen him naked. Well, if you want to see Army Hammer naked, we can see this movie. We can go see this movie. <laughs> Someone out but, there. Yeah. So that's why I say like, this is like really in the vein of Moonlight, uh-huh. except going like two steps further than Moonlight. Sure. Um. So yeah, it's a coming of age story. It's about like. Finding, like, friendship and, like, exploring love and what love is and, like, curvatures of body and, like, <laughs> well, no, because, because the, the, the dad and, the, and uh, Army Hammer are basically studying art. Oh, right. Okay. They, they, they have this whole, like, conversation about sculptors and how, like, the sculptors tease you with these unique shapes. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're really talking about the kid, aren't you? Like... They're yeah. teasing you with their bodies, but you can't have them because they're they're statues. But you have the kid's body because he's a kid. <laughs> Weird. 
It um, is weird. Uh, so out of the two... Don't see this with your parents. Uh, I wasn't planning on it. Yes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> So, so in comparing, comparing and contrasting the two uh, R-rated uh, coming-of-age films from the last uh, month or so, uh, which is better, this or Lady Bird? I'd rather see Lady Bird again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a no-brainer. Um, but they seem pretty different, though, to be fair. Yes. They are both coming-of-age, as you said. But right. Uh, there are, like are subtitles coming-of-age in, in very different ways. Yes, there are subtitles in this film. For Italian, right? For Italian. For the Italian language. Yes. Okay. Unless you're like me who speaks Italian. Uh, no. No. <laughs> I don't know anybody. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I don't... It's a very uh, independent film. Sure. It's a very art house film. As you said. I can see why the critics love it. That being said, don't see this film. It wasn't for you. It's not for me. It's not for most people. Okay. Um, unless... Like, Army Hammer is your thing? I'm gonna soften this, and I'm gonna say, let's settle on stream it. Yeah. Because I feel like I should, we shouldn't tell people not to see it, because it's not bad. No. You just didn't like it. Right, it's not bad, <laughs> and it's definitely not for everyone. Yeah. But, if you're really into, like, that art house, independent spirit award uh, films, because the thing won the spirit award yeah. film for yeah. best film. And I can see why. It's definitely out there enough to where it's very independent, but it's also reeled in to where it is still tells a coming-of-age story, which they like. Mm. Um, that being said, I think Ladyboard should have won over it. Ladyboard? Ladyboard. Ladyboy. They're finally advertising on a TV. Yay! I keep seeing the spot on CNN. Good. At work. I think the, the SNL bump also yeah, kind of helped. Yeah, it maybe helped. Yes. Also, I think it's proper wide now. Maybe, too. So people can actually see yeah. it. Um, so, okay, I get to Solid Stream it. What else? Yeah, Solid Stream it. And you saw something else, I think. You yes. mentioned two movies. Yes, and the third movie I saw, haha, ironically enough, was Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Alright, what's going on with this thing? Alright, so do you know anything about this? I know that there are three billboards and they're outside Ebbing, Missouri. Alright. That's literally all I know, and the, 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 the That's right. ad has the lady talking to cops. That's all I know. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to look this up, uh, if this was based off a book or not. It might be. I feel like this is something that would be. Right, but the, the, but the way the film goes is that it's also, like, a murder mystery, so it makes you feel like this is a... Um, yeah, I figured it was some sort of mystery. Or, the, 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 like, this is a... Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, written... No... That's like also like a like real life based on a true story thing, although it didn't never said based on a true story, so maybe it's written. Well, regardless. Yeah, what, yeah, what yeah, yeah. Fictional, thing? yeah, fictional. The fictional town of Ebbing, so it is fake. Okay, it's fake. So it's what, based off a book. What's yeah. going on in this thing? Peter Dinklage is in it. Yes. <laughs> Briefly. What's going on? Yes. All right. So this is a murder. Uh, basically, uh, murder happens in the town. Murder happens. Yes. Uh, one of the worst kinds, actually. Wait, the worst kinds yes. of murder? Yes. Oh, God. Okay. There are worst kinds of murders. Uh, sure. Nice. Well, it's not really a spoiler. But, um... Raped a decaying, on-fire, burnt body. What? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. 
So that's the crime. All right. That's a crime, all right. That's the crime. The movie takes place seven months after this crime has been committed uh, by the mother who puts up three billboards. Uh, Not the crime was committed by the mother. No. You mean the mother? The mother of the daughter who died. (laughs) Seven months have passed. Uh There is no new information. Right. So, in order to keep, keep it in the public's eye, she puts up three billboards. That I've been basically, they were broken down and no one was using them, and they were like on her, like on this like offbeat road, like to her house that she passes by. So she decided to put up three billboards, uh-huh. um, basically asking like why the cops haven't arrested anyone. Uh, so that so the the chief of the police is Woody Harrelson. Which is a great call, by the way. Uh, the the mom is Frances McDormand, who's uh, great acting uh-huh. in this. Uh, definitely see a nod from her. I think she actually has one uh, in the British Awards for this thing. Okay. Uh, I think I, I just saw uh, edit it one editing, which is great because okay, this yeah. film is fantastic. No, oh, okay. Um, go see this film. Wow. All right. All right. I there's not a whole lot you can say without spoiling it, but the acting in it is great. Sam Rockwell is also in this thing. I love Sam Rockwell when he does like little pick spot like this, and he's great in it. Um, it definitely has a good moral uh, compass about it, about how it goes about things, and it never wavers in terms of like people's actions because this is based off a book. Um, it's very held within its own universe, and it's very um, it's a very tightly knit story, and I enjoyed it. Immensely. Um, It's shot well, edited well. I love the soundtrack to this thing. It's definitely, I can see this thing, like, definitely giving a run for Best Picture. I can see why. It's a dark horse pick. It's a dark horse pick for sure. I can see why people are in love with this film. Wow. You would actually, maybe, you'd probably enjoy it. I probably would. And, like, the thing is, is, like, I heard literally zero about it. Right. And it just kind of came out of nowhere, and no one is talking about it. No one cares. But it's a <laughs> solid movie. Good to know. Frances, I'm glad. Frances McDormand is uh, a solid actress in this. Cool. See it just for her. <laughs> there are so many movies now, like out of nowhere, like in the last couple, like last, last couple week weeks. Or so, yeah. Like all of a sudden, now there's three movies I have to see. I'm like, whoa, slow down. Yeah. Well, we're in award season. I had finally caught up, and now I'm not caught up anymore. We're in award season, Matt. Seriously, it's happening. Yep. So, uh, yeah, cool. so I, I can see why... So that's a see it. Yes, this is definitely see it. Uh, so, two see it's in a stream. Yeah, two see it's... Uh, see uh, the three billboards one. Yeah, see disaster artist and see three billboards. Three billboards um, is playing in spotty locations. You so that's see still relatively home. limited. It is still relatively limited. If you can uh, see it, definitely give it a... a watch cool you won't be disappointed you may want more from the ending but where it leaves you is a good place because if it goes any further than that then it kind of ruins the whole message it was going after and i still need to possibly see that but it's world war ii the darkest hour yeah i don't know I feel like Call of Duty ruined that for me this year. Yeah. <laughs> kind of ruined uh, right. World War II stuff. All right. 
Okay, let's finally move on. So you saw all those movies. But you know yeah. who makes movies? Studios. Studios do. Yes. And as we talked about last week, we may be on the brink of one of the biggest studio crossover events of all time. Uh, a shakeup. A shakeup in the industry, if there ever was one. So rumor still has it, and it seems like talks have gone in such a positive way, that in a potential $60 billion deal that will reportedly close tomorrow, yes, we may have news about this as early as tomorrow, Disney may be buying 21st Century Fox and its TV and film divisions. As we talked about last week, yes, that's uh, everything on the Fox Networks and the Fox Studios. That's 20th Century Fox. Right. Uh, it basically includes news every, and sports. Yes, everything except News Corp, uh, all the news channels, Fox News channels, and the Fox Sports channels. Okay, so you have a handy breakdown here yes. to give the people an idea of what this means. Yes, what what does buying 21st Century Fox mean? Besides the fact that it would tarnish, it would basically triple one of the big six. So, so essentially, yes, that and also like so. You, you kind of uh, explained this in a way that uh, through uh, characters and franchises. Yes. So, what does it be for us as an audience? So this would mean Disney would get the rights to distribute Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope again because that was the one thing that they didn't have. Right. That was the one thing that 21st Century Fox bought, held on, right. and will never let go. Well, it was because of some sort of contra- contractual thing. The way that George Lucas made the original contract with them yes. is that they would own it in perpetuity. Yes. Which means that no one else would have it even if there was some sort of deal. Right. Like, they couldn't barter it, basically. Um, but if the whole division goes, then yeah. that's they not bartering. They just straight up have it. <laughs> right. So, yeah, uh, the thing uh, elsewhere in their uh, coffers... X-Men yes. and Fantastic Four. Marvel. The, um, layway, the uh, waylaid. Okay, great. I'm going to select it on you. Yes. Um, uh, uh, pieces of the Marvel Empire that Disney does not have access to would become theirs. Right. This is the reason why in uh, Age of Ultron they weren't called mutants but enhanced people. Right, because they can't use mutants. Right, because mutants is X-Men. Um, this also means they get Avatar. Yes. Which is important because Disney already made a deal, um, a co-deal with uh, Fox to do an Avatar uh, part of their theme parks over in Florida. Yes. The Avatar land in Animal Kingdom. Right. So, uh, surrounding what was the big tree. Right. Now uh, now they've switched that to the Tree of Life. Right. Uh, I'll, uh, Ironically, I believe it was already called the Tree of Life, but now it's a different Tree of Life. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, because the big tree of life. Then the all carvings the, of animals. Yeah, animal carvings. Yeah, I remember thinking it was pretty cool. Yeah. Also, I remember it's when I idea. saw it, I was like, "This is way bigger than I thought it was." It was it. Oh yeah. You see it in real life, you're like, "Holy crap, this is huge!" Well, because there's a ride underneath that. Yeah. There's a the Bugs Life Theater, right? Oh right. Underneath I don't remember it. Remember if I did that? I know I did it. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, they may, may have switched it since. Maybe, probably. Well, because I know that uh, in um, California Adventure. They have the exact same thing set up, but they don't use it for Bugs Life anymore. They use it to preview their new movies coming out. Yeah. Uh, they also get Alien franchise. So does yeah. that include Predator? Uh, I believe so. Or also Predator. Alien and Predator, yes. Uh, so again, Prometheus. Yeah, Prometheus. <laughs> um, the Simpsons. Uh, would be as Disney property. Yep, that's a big one. Of course, the joke uh, that I've seen several variants 
um, some more serious than others, is does that mean that Lisa is a Disney princess? Yes. <laughs> yes. The answer um, would be no, because Marge is going to wear an queen. But hey, let's just have fun. Yes. <laughs> and the X-Files, which I think is a weird thing to have down here, but sure. Yeah. Yes. I guess that is a popular television franchise for Fox. Yes. It also means that they own everything under the FX umbrella as well. Correct. Uh, which would include, um, God, stuff like Fargo? Yep. Uh, Fargo, and... Baskets, uh, You're the Worst, The Americans, <laughs> the Americans. Uh, Archer. Oh, yeah, Archer. Yep. Would be some weird stuff. Oh, yeah. Something you were like, like, wait, that's Disney? Like, yeah, Technically, that's Disney now. Okay, uh, so if you're wondering about the more uh, kind of businessy side of things, Bob Iger, current CEO of Disney, would remain CEO of the mega company. Yes. Uh, past 2019 to help yes. integrate Fox's assets into Disney's portfolio. So mm-hmm. he's not going nowhere. Right. He's been looking to leave for the past like three years. Yeah. But you know, the chairman, the chairman of the board, have been yeah. having trouble trying to fill that. You know. Big Mickey shoes. Yeah. He's pulling an Eisner, and he's not necessarily uh, picking a, um, a successor anyways. Right. So it's not really something that they can force. Right. Um, but also, I'm kind of glad, because he's made some really, really good calls. Oh, yeah. This is a weird one. As I talked about last week, I'm kind of two minds about this. I think it's interesting and fascinating from someone who is fascinated by company mergers and acquisitions. Oh, yes. But it's terrifying when you think about how few of the big players this would make. This would bring it from six to five. Matt, name the big six. Uh, Universal, NBC, which is technically Comcast now. Yes. Uh, you have uh, Warner Brothers. Yes. It's the Time Warner Empire. Uh, Disney. Disney. Fox currently. Fox. For the time being. Right. And Sony, uh, who owns Columbia, Slash, TriStar, and all that whole And what is the sixth? And what is the sixth? I don't know who's big enough at this point. I'll give you a hint. MGM's not. I'll give you a hint. Anymore. Channel 2. What does... Who owns CBS? Paramount? Viacom. Viacom. Viacom is Paramount. Okay. I keep forgetting that Viacom still owns Paramount. I yeah. thought they got rid of it at some point for no. some reason. So yeah, Paramount. Yeah, is the yeah, last one. Paramount would be the last one. With Viacom being kind of the big guy. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Fox is kind of the odd one out. Right, which uh, if you gave me that list and said which one would fold first... Fox. Easily, I would have said Sony. Really? Yeah. No. They're strong because of their other divisions. Right. No, 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 no. I would vote Sony movie division because yeah. they've had some stinkers. That's the thing, though, is that it would never do it because they have support. Yeah. Probably. The difference with Fox is, is that 20th first century is huge, but doesn't make money. Right. That's the thing, is that they have things that everybody knows, but it's not profitable anymore. That's the The other companies are profitable still. And that's why 21st that's Century why was on, on sale. chopping block, exactly. Yes. Okay, uh, the deal would leave, uh, of course, like we said, leave the news and sports programs. Uh, it has been suggested that uh, we have James Murdoch here. Is that, that is son correct. of... That is son of Rupert Murdoch. Rupert? Okay. Yes. James Murdoch would possibly replace Iger now that the deal is taking shape. Also, you say that that might have to do with multiple friends urging Bob Iger to run for president. Yes. Which is a terrifying proposition. Yes. Uh, seeing as well Trump did, and seeing as much Disney has loved, yeah. Bob Iger uh, has, know. you know, this is far-fetched ideas, of course. As progressive as this current incarnation of Disney has been, yes, I would still worry that he'd be super fiscally conservative, and I would not vote for him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is my one thing about the possibility of 
a president uh, nominee uh, Bob Iger, but <laughs> that's a conversation for 2020. Yes. Moving on. Assuming, um, well, you know, because he would have to leave his position if he were to be elected. Yeah. Yes. And as these things go, other companies possible were also possible uh, uh, buyers you have down here that Universal yeah. Studios yes. is also in contention, but they dropped out. Right. Probably because Comcast doesn't need to be spending their money on a giant acquisition quite yet. No. They just didn't. The NBC Universal thing is relatively fresh. Right. Also, also they bought DreamWorks Animation. That's true. That was their big acquisition. Right. So there's no need for them to go buy crazy right now. No, they don't. Whereas Disney has all that Star Wars money that they were looking to spend. Everyone thought it was going to be Apple. Turns out it's 21st Century Fox. Of course, you know... What uh what uh, uh uh Star Wars might be playing in in a theater near you, or actually near uh you if you live in Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia, movie theaters. Movie theaters. Because they're back after uh leaving. This is one of my favorite stories of this year because yeah. I had no idea this movie existed. This is fascinating. <laughs> so apparently, movie theaters were shuttered in 1982 in yes. Saudi Arabia after clerics persuaded the government to do so. However, they're going to open up again for the first time in more than 30 years. Yes. Um, Minister of Culture and Information, Awad bin Salah Awad. You said that perfectly, by the way. I, I tried. I uh, said that opening cinemas will act as a catalyst for economic growth and diversification. Yes. Um, uh, this is actually a sh- shoe-off from the past couple of years where filmmakers from uh, Saudi Arabia area have actually gotten foreign... Um, Nominees for best foreign picture. Yeah, that's so true. this is their way of embracing Western culture in cinema. Yeah, it's been uh, like you said. Yeah, it's been big years in the Middle East. Uh, Middle East as a whole has seen significant increases in box office because of films like those. Uh, and in, by twenty thirty, uh, there they are projected to be over three hundred cinemas with more than two thousand screens. So yep. that's exciting if you're a, if you're in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, uh, because I mean, you can see movies again. Because what were the last movies <laughs> that you would have seen if you saw a movie in 1982 or the theater? Well, you can't ask me this because I wrote it. I know, but, uh, but examples were that Blade Runner sequel that just came out. Yeah, yeah, people are just now like would have just seen that, and then people theaters were closed. The last movie that you saw was Blade Runner. You can now see Blade Runner 2049. Yes, now. <laughs> Uh, you also may have seen The Thing, E.T., First Blood, Conan, Tron, Poltergeist, Gandhi, Star Trek, Wrath of Khan, Sophie's Choice, and Fast Times of Ridgemont High. That's a great year for movies. And you too? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. So Tron. Yeah. You don't have it on here, but that was an 82 it, it, is on, it is on there. Is it? Did I miss Tron? Yes, I totally missed Tron. <laughs> uh, moving on. Yeah, it's on there. All right, let's talk about DC and Warner Brothers. Okay, so here's our post mortem of Justice League. Because Justice League happened. Right, which even at the end, they didn't even properly form Justice yeah. League. So I don't know what you would even say to that. Well, guess what? Because Justice League disappointment has uh, changed some things around in the studio. A shakeup is being planned in response to the low, relatively low numbers. The low, low price of. Well, reboot. <laughs> yeah, so John Berg will be leaving his current job running the comic book film production division, and yep. a search for his replacement is underway. Berg will instead become a production partner with Roy Lee 
who I guess was a producer for the Lego movie. Right, he does all the Lego stuff. Jeff Johns, the man of the DC, uh, DCU, Sorry. is expected to <laughs> continue serving as DC Chief Creative Officer. So he will not move. No, but he will instead get some support. Yeah. Warner Brother President Toby Emmerich is weighing the idea of further integrating DC's film operations into the studio's main movie arm, which I'm surprised they hadn't already done. Well, because what, Mar- what Disney does with Marvel is they let them do their own thing. Yeah. And that's why you don't see Disney in front of any Marvel no, movies. Marvel Studios, which right. is who makes the movies. This may be a better idea, though, for these guys. Right. This will give Warner Brothers the better handle on what's going on. Yeah, studio intervention is maybe needed after these yeah. last few movies. Um, Warner Brothers is planning sequels to Wonder Woman, of course. Yes, that was already um, announced. And also the uh, individual standalones, Shazam, which has been greenlit, right. Solo Aquaman, which is still due out in 2018, and a standalone Flash Right, movie. a.k.a. Flashpoint. Yes, based on this character, not the character from the CW series. Right, and also... Probably going to take from the uh, DC animated film, yeah. Flash, Flash Point Paradox. Sure. I think that's what it Let's was called. Let's go with that. Okay, and uh, then we're wrapping up the movie segment yep. with a segment we call The Bits. The Bits. The Bits. The first bit we talked about last week, you haven't written here because I don't think you had it written last I week. I never written down We last talked week. about Ryan Reynolds and Pikachu. Yes. Uh, that's still happening. That's still happening. What is also still happening is the Obi-Wan Kenobi Star Wars spinoff, which uh, they don't have a name for, but uh, no. it will probably be Obi-Wan, a Star Wars uh, 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 Star Wars story. story. They call them a Star Wars because story. Because that's what they call them. Right, because we had Rogue One, and then we have Solo, a Star Wars story, yes, so it'll probably be... Obi-Wan. Or just Kenobi. Or maybe, no, we'll no just go Kenobi. it'll be Obi-Wan. Yeah, Obi-Wan. It'll be Obi-Wan, colon, a Star Wars story. Obi-Wan's colon, a Star uh, Wars story. Yes, Obi-Wan's colon. A Star Wars story. Uh, that will start production in 2019. Yes, uh, January 2019. So, a couple uh, weeks from now. We March, have roughly. some trailers that dropped. Yes. Uh, the sequel to Jurassic World, Jurassic World colon Fallen Kingdom. Yes. Uh, this, basically, they return back to uh, Jurassic World and try to rescue the dinos before destruction happens and oh, no. CGI everywhere. CGI destruction with dinosaurs. Yep. I presume. Yep. Also, Alita Battle Angel, which is based on an anime. Yes. I saw some internet scuttlebutt about people are pissed about the eyes. The eyes, because why not just hire him to cipher? Freaking big. Yes, big eyes. See, big CG eyes. And there was an article uh, that actually went up, I believe, on Waypoint, uh, video game website Waypoint. Yes. Um, this past weekend that was really, really good about basically somebody talking about how there is a stylistic and traditional reason why eyes are large in anime and why it doesn't make any sense to do the same thing in CG. Right. And I didn't read it, but it seemed like I should because that sounds fascinating. <laughs> uh, and then also the official trailer, probably the final trailer before it's released, uh, Ready Player One. Uh, no, we'll get one more. So uh-huh. what we had before was a te- quick teaser trailer, which is only a minute. Right. This is a full, full trailer. official trailer, which explains the entire story, or pretty much, um, that is two and a half to three minutes long. And if people don't know, that's the Steven Spielberg, um, based on the book. Uh, by, by Patrick Klein. Yeah, about basically about 80s, 80s culture. Or, yes. Yeah, kid gets wrapped up in a real life version of. All these eighties pop culture things. Yep, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. Right. Uh, you can see a lot more pop culture stuff in this trailer, including Chung Lee and uh, the Overwatch girl. Uh, 
Uh, uh, Tracer. Tracer. Yes. Yeah. And last, uh, lastly, in the bits. Uh, both Thor movies are on at once right now, and I dig it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, to wrap up the bits, uh, NASA has confirmed that astronauts up in space, those spacemen, yes, will uh, be watching Star Wars: The Last Jedi. They're yeah, watching Star space. Wars Among the Stars. Some space. That's it's cool. cool. That's, That's cool. a nice little thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, last year, if you remember, um, there was a kid who had cancer whose dying wish was to see uh, the last or the Force Awakens with Mark Hamill. So they did that a month beforehand. Yeah. Uh, with him and several other uh, kids who were uh, terminally ill and would not make it to see uh, the the latest Star Wars. So they did that via Big Wish Foundation. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, which is good. That's cool. This is cool. That's very cool that they did that. All right. All that's right. it for uh, movies. Moving on. Uh, moving on to television. Uh, are we good? Do we have anything else for that's movies? That's it for movies. I think that's it for I movies. Know. Moving on to television. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, we also saw, we watched Get Out. Finally. Okay, yeah. Um, we probably shouldn't talk about it too much here because we're so close to our year-end lists. Yes. And we're going to talk about it then. Right. So, so okay, we'll so I've been catching... shelve the Get Out conversation. Yeah, also, I've been catching up with 2017 movies. Yeah. So, like I said, we saw Get Out. Uh, I saw Split. Okay. And I also saw Kong Skull Island. Okay. Um... Seeing as neither of those movies are going to be on your year-end lists... Yeah. Uh, were they any good? Uh, definitely stream it. Definitely yeah. stream it. Uh, Kong, if you're looking for just a good movie to watch like yeah, on the weekend. Yeah, harmless popcorn flick. Yeah, it's definitely a harmless popcorn flick. There's nothing to gain from it. There's nothing to lose from watching it either. Yeah. It's just a good popcorn flick. Uh, Split, however, is definitely in the horror vein. Um, definitely in Night Shyamalan. The big twist at the end Definitely not needed. But that being said, it is owned by Shyamalan, so twist away. Yeah, yep, it's going to twist. Alright, speaking of twisting, that's a football move. Well, sure, that's not the segue I was going to do. But yes, we're moving into television, which means we're, we're moving twist into the sports. No, uh, I was just going to say, it's college football time. Yes. Um, college football is happening. Bowl games are coming this Saturday. Yes. And the Heisman Trophy has been named. Yes, that was this past weekend. A uh, The quarterback from Oklahoma and super quarterback name. Baker Mayfield, which yes. is such a freaking... That's like right out of 1966. <laughs> like, your pro football player, that, Baker that, Mayfield. That is a uh, Varsity with, Blues, yes. Texas football quarterback name. Baker Mayfield Baker. sounds like somebody who would have uh, 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 went against Bart Starr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. But he won the Heisman. Uh, he's yes. a young Yes, congratulations. Congratulations, uh, Baker Mayfield. Another quarterback uh, winning yeah. the Heisman. Uh, this trend needs to stop. Yeah. Uh, as for uh, professional football, you just says you just have down here NFL games this Sunday, Saturday, Saturday. Yes, uh, games are on Saturday because there will be games on Monday. There will be several games on Monday because that is Christmas Day. Uh-huh. Uh, therefore, they need the extra, you know, days of rest. This Monday is not Christmas Day. No, the following, the following Monday. Okay. Yes. So, the, so in order to have multiple people, second, it's in order to have multiple teams play from Sunday to Monday. Yeah. This is the way they'll give them an extra week. Plus, they'll do some games on Saturday and leave New Year's Eve open, which is a Sunday. You got it. 
Okay, cool. Um, then next, uh, some baseball trades, I guess. Yes. Uh, trades and acquisitions, I guess you could say. Yes. Giancarlo Stanton, uh, who is a Giancarlo. Marlin. Giancarlo. Yes. Very Italian. Um, and it leaves the Marlins to go to the Yankees. Yes. Uh, for those of you who may remember, he was your home run derby winner. Right. Going up, uh, he will now join Mr. Creative Player and runner up to the home run derby. Aaron Judge in the New York Yankees. <laughs> yeah, uh, people are being suspect about this because do I know who the GM for the Marlins is? Don't tell me. Actually, I don't know. None other than former Yankee himself, Derek Jeter. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, so there may have been some Yankee voodoo magic backdoor deal here. Yankee voodoo magic. <laughs> they got him that deal. Yeah. Then also in baseball, Japanese superstar Shohei Otani. Shohei sure. Otani. I don't know how you say uh, it. Signs with the LA Angels of Anaheim. Yes. Uh, this guy is a dual threat. Think Kenny Powers, but Asian. <laughs> By that, I mean he pitches fast yeah. and hits even further. Okay. Uh, he will be, I think he's left, right-handed pitcher, left-handed batter. Is what I have him down there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So they'll use him in a DH slot. He's basically like, like remember how Ichiro was big when he came over? Right. Yeah. He's supposed to be like that. That makes sense. Supposed to be like that that kind of caliber character player where he's gonna come in, pitch a day, hit for two days, day arrest, pitch a day, hit for two days, day arrest. So Angels uh building up their bullpen, cool. trying to make a run for playoffs or you know at least break five hundred. We can certainly hope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that does it for sports. Let's move into proper television. Well, this is kind of television and movie. This should have really been our, our segue story. The Golden Globe yes. nominations have happened. Yes. Uh, Golden Globes will be happening early January, first weekend of January. Uh, second. Uh, uh, and that will be uh, led by, in the movie categories, The Shape of Water with seven nominations. Which means I now have to see this thing. Yes, that's another one, huh? Yep. Uh, followed by The Post and Three Billboards, uh, uh, which you talked about earlier, with six nominations each. Each. Yes, uh, still need to see The Post, and I am yeah. glad to see um, Three Billboards, Billboards get the, those bombs. It's, it's one of yep. As for television, Big Little Lies uh, gets six nominations after its Emmy streak back uh, back when the Emmys were aired. Yep, so expect them to sweep yet again, because I don't think anything else has come even close yeah. to matching that caliber. Other than that, nominees um, kind of boring this year, so yeah. we have all of them here. Uh, so check a lot out of... the official list if you're curious. Right. We'll be posting, I'm sure, uh, the, uh, the, probably the Friday before uh, that Sunday, I will be posting a prediction yes, uh, we'll post, just predictions. like we did for the Grammys. That'll just be my regular thing. Yep. So, um, or not the Grammys. We did also, that the also um, there's a thing I saw online about how all the nominees were very white. Uh-huh. And uh, Jada Pinkett Smith claiming that Tiffany Haddish of Girls Trip should have been nominated. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I mean, good for voicing your voice. But then again, I feel she's always voicing her voice whenever these things come out. Yeah, I mean, somebody's got it. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. So, uh, the late night hosts often uh, go on vacation or have get sick or have family reasons why they can't show up. And usually they get somebody to guest host. But usually they have prep time. Yes. 
This time, that wasn't the case. No. So James Corden um, ha- uh, celebrated the birth of his third child. Yes. Um, and thus, he was not able to host his Late Late Show. So with only two hours of prep time, somebody came in, and that someone was Harry Styles. Yes. Apparently, Harry Styles and James Corden are like very good friends. Weird. Don't ask me how that, that worked, or like where they met, maybe carpool <laughs> karaoke, or why they're such good friends, but... They're such good friends that Harry Styles was at the hospital yeah. when the baby was delivered. And he was like, no, I'll do it. Yeah, he drove like, over to the studio. Yeah, he's like, like, you should be here with your family. Don't worry. I got it. And left to go host. That is pretty insane. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, goes to show you friends, uh, friends help out, even if they're Harry Styles. Yeah. Uh, this... Uh, for those of you wondering, this is actually not Harry Styles' first time hosting. Okay. Uh, back in May, he actually did a week stint. Oh. Uh, on James Corden's show, where he, uh, where he was there every night to promote his upcoming album. So that's probably where they got like really chummy. Okay, good to know. Yeah. They could use a chummy because they are very British. Yes, they are also very British. We've got in the late night circuit. We have SNL news. Saturday Night Live had uh, recently got some new head writers, but now it's getting two more. Yep, and they're familiar faces. Uh, yes, Michael uh, Shea and Colin Jost, current uh, anchors of the Weekend Update segment, yes. and who already compete, uh, can, uh, contributed writing to those uh, to this segment, as is tradition, mm-hmm. um, are now going to be named co-head writers as of Tuesday on the show as a whole. So they will join the current head writers who are Kent Sublet and Brian Tucker as a new foursome of, a fearsome foursome of head writers. Yes, this goes along with uh, previous uh, people behind the desk of Weekend Update being the head writers. Uh, Such as Seth Meyers, Seth Meyers and Tina Fey. Tina Fey, yep. Uh, to name a couple. I'm sure there's more, but those are the two that come to mind right away. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, this could be good. I see this is just kind of like... A continuation of the just people love those two, man. Yeah. People love the Che Jost Weekend Update. Mm-hmm. It's taken me a while to appreciate it. I think I appreciate it a little bit more now. I still don't 100% love it. There's just something weird about the format for me. But people love it. And in these political times, it makes sense to have kind of that, like the people who are involved in your political writing. Uh, uh, to to be involved in the show as a whole, so this is smart. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Netflix because we always talk about Netflix. Yes, but this is a Netflix shakeup, or rather, a Netflix deal. So, so except the first part. Okay. So Sean Levy, who is a producer on Stranger Things, yes, the guy who shot Stranger Things around and eventually found a home at Netflix, has signed a massive four-year. Seven-figure pact with Netflix. Uh, for those of you that aren't into legal terms, that's a million dollars. That's a lot. That's a million-dollar deal right there. So that means Levy is, uh, is said to have fielded multiple offers from various film and TV outfits before opting to TV Netflix. So that means that people were bidding to get his stuff, and this locks him down. Yep. This will lock him down for four films. Yeah. Or, yeah, Films. Films. Specifically four, films. Four, four years for films. Yes. Uh, so this will not include the existing deal for Stranger Things. Right. Because that's not a film. No. Uh, speaking of films, his production company uh, called 21 Laps, mm-hmm. they've done in the past Ninth Museum, 
Yes, the, uh, the, the all all of them, the franchises. He's also directed all three of them. Arrival. Uh, the movie, the James Franco vehicle from earlier this very year. Why him? Yes. Did everybody uh, forgot that he was in? Uh, no, that, technically that was December of last year. Oh, really? I thought that yes. was this year. Sorry, this one. Oh, yeah. I guess, um, and he's also yeah. the guy who's uh, attached to... Yeah, that was with to, Brian Cranston. Yeah. He's also the guy that's attached to the upcoming Uncharted movie based on the video game. Right. He's attached to direct that. Uh, but we haven't actually heard a whole lot of production coming from that. Uh, so yeah, uh, so good for Sean Levy and good for Netflix. Uh, more stuff from him on the way. Yep. Uh, and the last little bit of Netflix news is that if you're a Jessica Jones fan, season two of Jessica Jones will be hitting March 8th, 2018. Yep. Uh, also, briefly on Netflix, I know we probably mentioned this last week, yeah. but just to say it again, um, one, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is currently available on Netflix. It, give, it a, give it a watch. Good. It's one of the best movies this I, yeah. just, I need to watch that. Yep. Uh, it's I one of the not. biggest movies of this year. Uh, definitely give it a watch. Also, end of this end of the year, Black Mirror. Make sure you're all caught up. Yeah. So get watching and questioning life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> last real quick bit, uh, Cash Cab. The oh, yeah. television game show that takes place in a taxi. Is back on television on uh, 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 Discovery. They have a dumb celebrity thing that's completely useless, but it's still Cash Cab. So yep. check that out if you missed Cash Cab for the last five years. Yep. Like we did. Cash Cab's great. We got a cancellations and renewal. Yep, cancellations. We have the new version of the Twilight Zone ordered. This has already been rumored. Uh, that we already know that Jordan Peele was attached. Right. Um, but now we have a home. We have a home, but it sucks. It's CBS All Access, which Aww. is the streaming CBS thing. Why? So cool. I, I mean, guess. maybe they'll at least do the pilot on TV, or at least the pilot free, maybe. or at least like one episode free to get people to yeah. buy it because that may be something I would be interested in. Yeah, because be I know a lot of people be. are interested in Twilight Zone. Though in a world that Black Mirror exists, yeah, that's the thing. Do we need both. That's like, the other the thing. What's the take? But then again, after seeing Get Out, I trust Jordan Peele with my life, so I'm sure he'll do a good job. Yes. Moving on, uh, we also have Berlin Station on Epics, renewed for a third season. Big Little Lies on HBO. That is the critically acclaimed Emmy-winning and probably soon to be Golden Globe-winning yep. series. Is going to be back for a second part, I guess. It's second season, technically, but that thing is not a series, so I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, so we'll be back for a second season. Everyone is back, except for the director. Yeah. They'll be getting a new director this time. Yeah. But I'm sure it won't make much of a difference. Right. That's on HBO. Uh, Victoria on PBS has been renewed for a third season. The Punisher is going to get a season two on Netflix. That's a just premiere? Yep. Mr. Robot gets a fourth season on USA. Mr. Robot Stop My Father. And that'll do it for the cancellation and renewals, so nothing got cancelled. No. Shocker. Yeah. And now, the fun part. The deaths. The deaths. We the didn't have death. any last week. We have four this week. Yes. Uh, most of them are uh, sports-related. Yes. First of all, Ron Meyer, 76, was a football coach for the Patriots and the Colts. Yes. I'm guessing probably, what, 30 years ago? Yeah. Give or take? Yep. Uh, we have Conrad Brooks, 86. He was an actor. He was in Plan 9 from Outer Space, Glenn or Glenda, The Beast of Yucca Flats. Basically those terrible B-movies. Yeah. But that like became cult hits. He's that guy. He's in those guys. Stu Evie, 
84, was a sports broadcasting executive, founding chairman of ESPN. And wow. look at what happened to ESPN now. Yeah, but still, it was I an know. institution uh, for a long, long yes, time. Yes, yes. And the and fact that you're responsible, responsible for, it. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. I, I keep forgetting uh, one of the books I've always wanted to read is that um, the one about ESPN. What's it? Where something about ha- ha- where the guys are ha- having all the fun or something like that. It's this huge book about oh, okay. the history of ESPN. Huh. It's written by the same guy who did the book about Saturday Night Live back then. I've always wanted to read that because that sounds like a fascinating thing to read about, like the origins and the history of, like I might pick that up sometime. Those guys have all the fun. That's it. Inside the world of ESPN. Thank you. I've, I've been wanting to read that. Yes. Anyways, uh, then we have finally Pete Brown, age eighty-three, who is a football executive and the co-founder of the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Damn you! You have the bungholes written here. Yeah, I do. But the man is dead. <laughs> All right. The Cincinnati bungholes. And that brings us out of deaths and into music. Music. Now we start music is with the Billboard, and I have it crept right here. Your Hot 100, your singles list for the week. We have a new number one song. Say goodbye <laughs> to uh, post uh, the Rockstar by Twenty One Savage and Post Malone. Your number one is now perfect. Specifically, the version with Ed Sheeran Ed, and Ed Beyonce, which I predicted last week yep. would take over. Rockstar drops to number two. Havana by Camila Cabello drops to number three. Gucci Gang by Lil Pump is near number four still. And Thunder, I imagine, Dragons is five. Yep. Moving to your Billboard 200, your albums list. We have number one, debuting number one this week, Songs of Experience by U2. Thanks to that SNL bump, I suppose. Yep. Number two, from a Room, Volume 2 by Chris Stapleton. Dropping to number three, Reputation by Taylor Swift. Moving up and up, back into the top five, presumably for Christmas sales, Divide by Ed Sheeran. Okay. And rounding out the top five. Pentatonics. Pentatonics Christmas Pentatonics still Christmas. remains and will remain until January. Yep. Uh, new releases, not that much. No, no, no. We have uh, Asking Alexandria with self debut album. Alexandria asking, asking Alexandria. Yeah. Uh, Eminem revival. Oh my that god, third that thing in a trilogy sounds terrible. Now out. That thing sounds on, really on bad. Uh, G Easy with the beautiful and the damn. This is a two part album. Uh, this is a double double drop. Uh, by G Easy. We'll, uh, but we also have Jeezy with pressure. <laughs> Don't be confused. Those are two different rappers. And lastly, we have N-E-R-D with No One Ever Really Dies. So that's the, the outfit that includes Pharrell. Yes. And was his claim to fame before he became a solo artist and a producer. Uh, yeah, uh, moving on to the music news proper. We have some, um, speaking of acquisitions, we have more acquisitions, but this time in the music field. Apple, yes, that Apple that makes your Mac, uh, has bought Shazam, the music identification app, for $400 million. Yep. Um, I wonder if does this also... I made this joke off the podcast. I does this also mean they buy Jamie Foxx and beat Shazam? Yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, Shazam was never uh, a viable like money-making thing. No. In fact, they couldn't figure it out, pulling only $54 million in revenue for the entire year of 2016. It's free, but it's ad-supported. Yes. But there's only so much money you can get from that. Um, but you have down here that an obvious use for Apple here 
but be combined with Apple Music to help improve the experience of the service. I could very well see that. Like, yep. see, like built built into I, your iTunes app on your iPhone. Yes. It's basically built in Shazam. You're like, yeah. just a little microphone in the corner. Like, 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 Siri, what is this song? Yeah. Like, I bet that will be a thing. Siri, what is this song? Yes. Who, who sings this song? Right. Siri will just be able to say it. Yep. Uh, next, we have Neil Young. The singer-songwriter has sold his extensive collection of model trains. Yeah, this was interesting. Regarding <laughs> nearly $300,000 at auction, along with classic cars and musical equipment. Yeah, uh, this was an auction to benefit uh, his ex-wife's foundation. Okay. Yes, his uh, ex-wife, Peggy Young, uh, co-founded the Bridges School in California uh, in 1986 for children with severe speech and physical impairments. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, in the sale, uh, so he has been a model train enthusiast for decades, apparently. Yeah. This is news to me. This is news to me as well. He offered more than 230 pieces at Julian's Auctions in L.A. from his collection of Lionel trains, including a custom-painted Commodore Vanderbilt 464 locomotive that sold by itself for $10,000. I'd like to point out that it's $10,000 for a model train. Model train. Granted, you probably spend that money and get a real train as well. Probably. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Yes. Uh, so we have some news about the Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, did you hear about this? Yes, I was hearing a lot about this. Oh, yeah. I'm I follow sure a lot of were. music blogs. You know this. <laughs> I know you do. So, yeah, frontman of the Queens of the Stone Age, Josh Palm, uh, was seen during the K-Rock Acoustic Christmas show that happened this past Saturday kicking a female photographer in the face. Well... He didn't kick her in the face. He kicked the camera yeah. that hit her. That she because uh, you're the photographer. Yeah. So he kicked the camera and the camera hit her in the face. It's not a great look. No. So Chelsea Lauren, two first names. Uh, yes. a photographer for Shutterstock. That's ironic. Yes. That she's, she's the freaking stock photo girl. Uh huh. No. Well, she was actually hired there by Variety. Okay. Said the incident was unprovoked, and the Hom was even smiling before he struck her. In a statement made, uh, I want to say that he made apparently two statements after this. Oh, yes. Uh, but I guess in the first one, he said, While in a state of being lost in performance, I kicked over various lighting and equipment on our stage. Today, it was brought to my attention that this included a camera held by photographer Chelsea Lauren. I did not mean for that to happen, and I am very sorry. Now, if you just heard that apology, you think, okay, that makes sense. But there is video evidence of him kicking the camera and yeah. hitting her. And that tells a different story. The video clearly shows that he was walking past Lauren and then backtracked to kick away her camera specifically. Yes. A formal police report has been filed since the event. Josh Holm has tried to issue a second apology and it didn't click either. Nope. I don't know. He has a lot to... A lot to apologize for, clearly. Oh, yes. He needs to control whatever's going on over there. In Josh Homeland. It involves people. In Josh Homeland? Yes. <laughs> the greatly acclaimed series? Yes. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the but, Rock and Roll Hall. But, yeah, that's a... Um, it's unfortunate that happens. Yes. Um, you know, there's cameras everywhere. The fact that in the video, he clearly shows them backing up a step to 
purposely kick the camera. Yeah, not a great, not a not, great, not a great look. So, uh, what the Queens of the Stone Age will not be inducted in anytime soon is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Which is funny because they actually performed there yeah. last year to induct uh, someone. But we do know who this uh, next year's inductees are. Yes, we have the 2018 winners. Here they are. I guess you could call them winners. We have John Bovey. I mean, Bon Jovi. Yes, Bon Jovi. Not John Bovey, which was the SNL Weekend Update bit where, yes. um, shoot, what's his name? Uh, Jason Sudeikis was the, did every John, John, uh, Bon Jovi song in reverse. Yes. <laughs> I really love that thing. That's Bon, John Bovey. This is Bon Jovi. Uh... Uh, dire Straits, uh, the the band that gave you n- n- money for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Moody Blues, The Cars, and Nina, Nina Simone. Also uh, awarded during this uh, s- s- will be Sister Rosetta Tharp, who will be given an early influence award. Yes, uh, sis, uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp uh, died yes. several years ago. But they're now honoring her influence on the rock and roll genre. Good. Uh, the induction will be held, of course, at Cleveland's Public Hall, because the heart of rock and roll is in Cleveland. Yes. From what I understand. On April 14, 2018. Yes, so quite a ways to get bands to perform with them. Also quite a ways to get those band members at the same place and reconcile their differences. Yeah. Important to note here that Radiohead, the only act in their first year of eligibility this year, didn't make it. Yes, but... You so know, they'll have another chance. Yeah, they'll have, have plenty, plenty more. more chances. You know, this is probably a case of no one ever gets in on their first try. Except for Nirvana. Yeah, type of thing. Yes. <laughs> because it's Nirvana. I know, but I know there's a lot of, like, Hall of Fame polls where oh, people yeah. specifically will not vote anyone the first time because, according to them, no one should get in on their first time. But Nirvana is the exception that proves the rule because they're Nirvana. Right. All right. I know, even Peyton Manning had that. One vote. No, 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 no. He's still he's not in yet. Right. But Daniel Thompson. There you go. Had the one vote of no. No. Where everyone else said yes. He, <laughs> there was someone out there who said no because it was his first year of eligibility. <laughs> Loser. I know. We got a video games. All right, video games. So the game awards happened exactly a week ago tomorrow. Yes. Uh, Legend of Zelda: <coughs> Breath of the Wild was your game of the year pick. No surprises there. Well, maybe surprises there, because it went up against Mario and Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. And it also got uh, actually an adventure, because of course it did. Persona 5 took home the RPG prize. Overwatch was your esports game slash ongoing game. Yes. You can't win game of the year because it won last year. Yep. Just a reminder. Nier Automata won score soundtrack. Super Mario Odyssey took family game. Yep. Injustice 2 took fighting game, Cuphead, independent game, and art direction. Well deserved. Yep, well deserved for the art direction. The Industry Icon Award went to Carol Shaw, programmer of Atari 2600 games such as River Raid. Yes. And uh, according to Jeff Keighley, viewer numbers tripled in 2016, which is probably due to just that it's streaming everywhere now. Right, and this will be uh, good data for them to have next year when it comes to getting sponsorship. That, hey, we tripled our results. We can do that again. Would you want to help support this? Because there's severe lack of sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, this 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 what we were watching this past year. You don't have the announcements here. Uh, no, but I figured we would automatically know them. Soul Calibur Six. Yeah. Got announced, which I'm jazzed about, and nothing else because that's the only one that matters. No, that's actually, the only there's new... some other stuff, but I don't remember it right now. Yeah, that was the only like big game that got announced. We also got a lot of reveal trailers as well, 
uh, God of War yeah. got uh, trailer revealed. Um, Last of Us Two, uh, another trailer. Detroit Become Human, another trailer, and the um, Becoming Human. Detroit. Become no, human. no, 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 the other one. Standing alive. S- I forget. The Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Yeah, yes, a weird ass trailer. Another weird ass trailer, I should say, for Death Stranding. Yes. Uh, but also, um, as speaking of Zelda, the other thing that happened Breath of the Wild related is the expansion. The uh, something about the champions. Yes. Ch- champions, yes. Champions expansion uh, was, was dropped released the day that of the awards. Day. Yes. So if you are a Switch or a Wii U owner, you can download that now and play it with your uh, Breath of the Wild. Yep. And if you complete it all, get a bike. You got. Yeah. You get uh, links. Like <laughs> Link got a hog. All right, moving on to the other big announcement of Palooza, PlayStation Experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Announcements made here: Wipeout Omega Collection is getting a VR mod, so PS4 VR owners be happy for that. Yep, uh, this is good because VR is getting a lot of good games coming out for it. People just need to uh, get VR and play it. <laughs> Speaking of good games. PlayStation 1 Classic Medieval. <laughs> you say good games. Why you guys set me up like that? <laughs> it's getting a PS4 remaster, because of course it is. Yeah. Uh, Last Guardian is getting a VR demo. Mega Man will be in Monster Hunter World, because Capcom. Yep. And the new God of War will be around 35 to 40 hours long and will not be an open world game. Yes. Uh, compare that to God of War 3, which was roughly 15 hours. Heck, Compared to any Uncharted game, which is about, like, 15 hours. Yeah. So, imagine how long this is going to be. That is so insane. Yeah. How much game is in there? Well, you know, when they first did this, when they first did a test run of it, they said it should take about 20 hours to complete. Yeah. Then they gave it to actual people to, you know... Test. Test and play through. Like, nope. They clocked in about 30 to 40 hours. So, God of War fans, uh, be happy, because you'll have a lot of game to play. Oh, yes. I'm very happy for this game. Uh, that being said, um, back to the Game Awards, The Last of Us 2 won most anticipated game. Yeah. Uh, went up against God of War and a couple other stuff. But of course, the one that was nominated that would have won, Kingdom Hearts 3, Ah, most anticipated. Just by you. (laughs) Just by me. Alright, uh, moving on to a game that's not video. It's chess. Oh, but it's a great story. Alright, so there's a new AI chess champion yeah, that yeah. comes from Google. Specifically the division DeepMind as AlphaGo, which I'm guessing is their computer, won Al- against... Alpha. You do not have the L. I don't? No. It's <laughs> Alpha. AlphaGo. Yes. Won against Stockfish, which was the go-to, go-to prep tool for chess players. And it, Stockfish, won the 2016 TCEC Championship and 2017 Chess.com Computer Chess Champions. Yes. So this new Google-made thing, Alpha Zero, made over 100 matches, won 28 times, and 72 draws with zero losses. It never lost. But that's not the crazy part about this thing. The impressive part, as you say, is that it took four hours to learn chess. <laughs> yeah. As it was not taught the game in the traditional sense, but rather through the use of machine reinforcement Learning. So basically, that means the program basically plays itself many, many, many times over four hours in order to understand the rules. Becoming its own teacher. Becoming its own teacher. To understand the rules of the game, not being told this is what this move means. This is what this move usually means. This is what that's not how this piece is played. It learned by a lot of trial and error. Yeah, like a person. 
Yeah. That's just but weird. The fa- but because it is AI, it is a learning machine. Right. And that's the crazy part about this. Yeah, this is insane. But it's uh, your new new challenger. So what's uh, odds are that we're going to see um, a Jeopardy match with freaking Watson. Al- Watson versus <laughs> AlphaGo. Al- 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 <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> All right. Well, the difference there was that Watson was uploaded with yeah, the information. The to, yeah. Just randomized, right? And you had to find it or something like that? Well, it, it basically took as much information as it could hold. Yeah. And then from there, it would cycle through to get the answer. Whereas right. this is a uh, a gaming robot, in a yeah, sense. Yeah, that was about recall. This is about strategy. Right. Essentially. Okay. That's cool. Uh, moving on to the bits. To the bits. Wrapping up this week, we have some bits for you. A way out will be online co-op capable only if one person owns the game. Yeah, this was interesting. Um, I think they announced this before that, that they would like this to happen. And apparently, it will be happening. So uh, essentially, this is like spot, how SpotFast works on the DS, which is you can pl- have only one person who has the game. And the other person who's connected to you online can still be invited and still play, even if they don't own it. Right. Well, what you have to do is though you have to download the demo yeah, version. Clients, essentially. Yeah. Yes, you have to download the demo version. But if one person owns the game, you both can access the full co-op game. It's cool. Like I said, DS has been doing this for years. Yes. But this is a really cool thing to bring right. brought to console games. Yep. Nintendo Switches are past 10 million units worldwide, Nintendo would claim. That's not just sold either. I want to, like, Nintendo made clear this was sold through, which means units that are have actually been purchased by people, mm-hmm. as opposed to when some companies like to, like, units pop up moved. things. Units, just say units moved, moved and units sold are two different, yeah. two different things. Sold through is always what you want to look for. Yes. Like, actual purchases. Yeah. The Devil Devil May Cry HD collection is coming March 13th, 2018. So if you like those Devil May Cry games. Yeah, I think you get four of them? One through four. I think so. And then maybe the The, 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 the fifth fifth one, the reboot, DMC. Yeah. And then uh, Last of Us Part 2 is about 50% done, according to Naughty Dog. Yeah, according to Neil Druckmann. Yeah. uh, 50 to 60% done. I like to go on the cautious side. 50% because they will, of course be redoing a lot of the assets as they polish up the game. And last but not least, for all those of you tending your farm, Stardew Valley Multiplayer Beta multiplayer beta will be coming early 2018, I'm guessing for all platforms that's on? Yes, uh, the original intent was to get the multiplayer by the end of 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, there was only like three weeks left. So that's not going to happen. Instead, is that early 2018 is what they're looking at now. All right. Well, we'll see. Okay. That'll do it. That's all we have for uh, video games. That's all we have for news, actually. That's all we have for everything. I don't have anything else to add. All right. Cool. That'll do it, then. Uh, this was the Media Boat Podcast. If you want to watch us live, we are on on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific time on YouTube. Just search Media Boat Podcast, and you'll find our channel. Please subscribe and to sign up for alerts, and you'll know exactly when we go live. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter. Twitter.com at Media Boatcast is our handle there. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Media Boat Podcast and like our page. Leave a comment or two. 
You can find our audio version of our podcast on Apple Podcasts and any of the equivalent RSS feed-based podcast machines you subscribe to. So check us out there. And all our writing, including features that go up daily, and our reviews and thoughts about current releases, as well as new releases, are all on MediaBoatPodcast.com. Yep, that's right, MediaBoatPodcast.com. Check us out, read our stories. And lastly, if you want to help us out, make our content any even better than it already is, you can donate to us on Patreon.com slash media boat go there and donate at little as little as a dollar a month and you can help us out join a new tier of patrons and uh get content for anybody else and get even better content because we'll have money for it uh and uh maybe next week we'll bring back our stream mm -hmm. video game streaming we streamed some yep. football last night but we'll be back <coughs> maybe with something else for you next week so tune in for that yep uh for those of you last bit of video game for for playstation owners um, for the next four weeks, PlayStations will be having a sale on the PlayStation Network, 50 to 60% off video games. Good deal. Uh, the first week, uh, week one is up now. That sale ends 12 19, uh, which is, uh, next week on the, uh, next Tuesday, which in week two will go up. Uh, so look for this to happen, uh, probably for the next three weeks. Holiday sale. Get to buying games. games. Uh, yep. And we got to get to posting it. So we'll see you next yep. week. We'll be back with more Media Boat Podcast. In the meantime, have a good night. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.